Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. If you'd like to be on the show, the bottom of the hour, Eric Bowling. His show, Eric Bowling, The Balance, is cleaning CNN's clock. It is remarkable considering that uh, uh, Newsmax is in 20 million fewer homes than CNN. That should be sending a really powerful message to CNN that uh, the American people are kind of sick of their crap. You know, kind of sick of the uh, the party line. When 72% of the uh, American people say the country is going in the wrong direction, CNN has guests and newscasts devoted to watching the country burn and celebrating it. That's one of the reasons why CNN is failing miserably. That's one of the reasons why so many people are leaving Fox, because their last real truth teller was fired for doing what I just described. Tucker Carlson fired from Fox News. Although last night, last night, uh, Glenn Beck, he actually talked with uh, Eric Bowling about why Tucker Carlson was fired. And I don't think he necessarily disagrees with me. I said to you, and I still believe this, that the last straw, well, at least very close to the last straw, was January the 6th coverage that Tucker Carlson unveiled. I believe it was March the 6th. And he exonerated uh, the, the protesters from killing a police officer. That never happened. The footage also showed that the QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley was not the uh, rioter. He was not the leader of a, uh, an attempt to overthrow the government. He was peacefully led around the interior of the Capitol by Capitol Police, went into the well of the Senate, let into the well of the Senate, where he delivered a speech praising the police for their efforts. And he was exonerated. The next day, actually the day of, before the broadcast, and then after the broadcast, Chuck Schumer screamed at Fox News, screamed at Rupert Murdoch, take this down. And the coverage stopped on Tuesday. And that Tuesday night, Tucker Carlson had a nonsensical show. He opened with a trans story that made no sense at all considering the news cycle. It was not a leading story. He had at the 35, he did this animal story about some cows that escaped, and then they did a live shot from some farmers, and then finally wrapped up the show. I don't remember what it was, but something relatively relevant. But it was my, to me, it seemed like Tucker Carlson was delivering a middle finger to Fox News. And then in his final monologue, he went after companies that would sell their principles for money like big pharma and he of course said what i'm not talking about fox he was talking about fox news and that's when he was let go and i'm gonna i'm gonna stick by that but here is uh, glenn beck good friend of eric bowling last night's fascinating interview glenn beck last night talking to eric bowling about why tucker was fired um, I don't think that he was fired because of the Dominion case, although they may have looked at his salary and, and said, uh, we, we've got to cut expenses. But 
uh, I mean, that that's the worst cut you could possibly make. I mean, it's to your benefit. Congratulations, <laughs> Eric. You are just Thank kicking you. butt. Uh, and I think that Fox News, I saw a uh, report on said when could get, Beck left, Megyn Kelly and O'Reilly left, you know, we got over it. Yeah, but I think you've uh, run out of all of your yeah. your fans that uh, trusted you for a long time. They've changed over the years, and um, and this one just doesn't make any sense to me. And for so many who are conservative like me, you seek refuge. <laughs> you seek refuge in the truth tellers. You seek refuge in places where you feel like you at least will be heard. You feel like at least there will be an opposing view. You you feel like there will be somebody speaking about out and 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 telling the truth and and saying you know what don't call what I say misinformation and disinformation. Don't just shut me down for having an opinion. Screw you. Screw you for trying to filibuster me. Screw you for going to the F, working with the FBI and the CIA and the DHS to create a disinformation bureau to hell with you. And Fox, they screwed the pooch on election night. And then after that, they lost a lot of people. And Tucker was the last straw for us. Tucker was the last straw for us. Here's a little more from Glenn Beck about the great Fox News fall from grace and, by the way, ratings. Um, the fact that they might think that we're going to be fine. We're Fox News. Fox News, when I left, was very healthy. Fox News, when Megan left, was healthy. When O'Reilly left, it was still healthy, but it needed a star. They found Tucker. He clicked with the audience. He worked with the audience. Now, I think that's their last straw because they 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 watched Fox over the years and have seen, you know, you're you you are not the Fox of Roger Ailes that used to actually care about the center of the country. And if there is a betrayal at all from conservative principles by uh, major individuals, uh, maybe that's Michael Steele formerly a Republican uh, lieutenant governor of the state of Maryland. I, I met him backstage meeting Rush Limbaugh years ago in Washington, D.C., and, and he <laughs> he turncoated on conservatism. He is bedded down with the deep state. He's bedded down with the Democrat Party, as is Joe Scarborough, once filled in for Rush Limbaugh. Used to be a regular fill-in on Rush Limbaugh. Now insults Rush Limbaugh's memory every time he opens his stinking mouth on MSNBC. How much was your soul? How much was your soul? I can't imagine the amount of money that it would take for you to get on the air every day and lie about what you believe or to be so stupid as to embrace these failed anti-American nonsense that's going around. Here's a little bit more from, uh, from Glenn Beck last night on Eric Bowling's The Balance. If for some reason, they think they could get, I don't know, American Airlines to advertise. They're Talking about uh, the reason why Fox is moving left. They think they're going to get more advertising. That's really what it is. And if they don't get advertising, they'll get dark money. They'll get money from somewhere. There are a lot of MSNBC is propped up, all right? They're propped up. People support MSNBC to keep MSNBC on the air. They don't buy advertising thinking they're going to reach that many people. They are in it for the politics. Here is Glenn Beck again about uh, Fox News and their move thinking they're going to make more money. They're never going to advertise. They don't care about ratings. They don't care about anything at American Airlines because they're always on Anderson Cooper's show. And he's never, 
you know, uh, packed the house, shall we say. So it's it's not about ratings and these people just keep thinking that they're going to be okay. They're not going to be okay. All of society now is set up against people um, that have our point of view, Eric. It's it's called ESG. Yes, and I have called this Dem Crow, D-E-M Crow, a conservative apartheid that has been going on in this country for as long as I've been on the air. I started writing for Rush Limbaugh around 1989. Rush Limbaugh took the slings and arrows for us. And there has been an apartheid, a conservative thought apartheid in this country for a very long time. Or DEI. Uh, I mean, the entire system. So, you know, I saw the CNBC interview with Elon Musk yesterday. And I thought that's the attitude. And that's the attitude that we had when we were at Fox is we believe we are right. We're not going to apologize for it. If we get it wrong, we will apologize for it. Unlike the people who supported the Russia collusion hoax, there will be no apology. In fact, they're doubling down on it. They're doubling down on all of the findings of this, this report that's taken four years. They're saying it's nonsense. Well, we're not buying that crap. But we're not going to sheepishly say, oh, well, I'm a conservative, so I don't think, no. All of the stuff that they say about us hating people and everything else is not true. No, white supremacists, mega fascists, all of that. Are you getting a little tired of it? I'm really sick of it. I've been sick of it for a long damn time. It's not true. And, uh, you know, when Elon Musk was asked, well, why do you why don't you just keep these opinions to yourself? It was a great reaction. He just looked at the guy like, are you out of your mind? He said, it's freedom of speech. I would have added. Have you asked Coca-Cola and all Nike and all these other companies the same question you just asked me? Or are we the only side that need to remain quiet? Yeah. And uh, Elon Musk was asked by the CNBC host to basically, hey, man, you know, your opinions are kind of affecting sales and everything. Maybe you ought to just keep quiet. And Elon Musk said, are you out of your mind? And Elon Musk, I can't think of a better person right now who is really showing how much freedom of speech means to him. He's rolling the dice on Twitter. Twitter I can now express myself on without being flagged, without being taken down. Uh, It's very liberating. Isn't that that amazing that you live in a country where you could feel liberated for being able to say your opinion without being screamed at and told it's misinformation or disinformation by the government? I mean, really? It is, uh, it is remarkable. Let's shift gears to uh, what's happening with regard to um, uh, Russia collusion. Russia collusion. Adam Schiff is leading Democrats trying to downplay the Durham report. UK Daily Mail reveals that it, it depicts the, his staff are trying to strong arm a researcher into probing nonsensical Trump-Russia claims. Now, I, I saw this on, uh, on uh, line this morning. Uh, the greatest voice in the history of uh, talk radio, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, this was uh, before his cancer diagnosis. And uh, this is what he had to say at the beginning of the Russia collusion hoax. And he recognized how absurd it was. I did, too. I said Russia had no compelling interest in having Donald Trump in the White House, but they had already bought and paid for Hillary Clinton. Here is the greatest voice in talk radio history, Rush Limbaugh, echoing this sentiment. And while I've, I've mentioned this before, this is not news, it really hit me this week how outrageous, again, 
this whole investigation is, how unjustified, how unwarranted, how totally misdirected it is. It is more than a hoax. It is, it is something that is so destructive to what's going on in the country today. It is an out-and-out out lie. Yes. Everything associated with this investigation, including this whole mess that the Russians meddled. The entire meddling, the entire collusion, every bit of working with Russians to affect the outcome of the election in 2016 took place between the Democrat Party, the Democrat National Committee, the Hillary Clinton campaign, and her paid employees. That's why we're not letting this fade into the rearview mirror of history. Including Fusion GPS and a bunch of corrupt people at the FBI. Donald Trump and his family didn't collude with Russia at all. In fact, the Trump Tower meeting, I wouldn't be surprised if when all of this comes out that that thing was a whole Democrat Party setup. That the whole thing was a setup, like planting the spies in the Trump campaign was a setup. Not to find Russian spying or Russian meddling, but to create some. Now, Adam Schiff is facing calls for his expulsion for Congress. We will get to uh, that. Um, and, oddly enough, uh, Lindsey Graham agrees with that. Here's the number if you want to call, 800-922-6680. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep. Because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. He's in which... The Russians offered help, which we know they did. The campaign accepted help, which we know they did. Uh, the Russians then delivered help, which we know they did. There is circumstantial evidence of collusion. The case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence. And he never shared it. Now, so. You've said on more than one occasion that you've seen ample evidence of the Trump campaign's Russia collusion. Last March, you said you had more than circumstantial evidence of treasonous collusion with Russia. I've certainly, certainly said that there's ample evidence of collusion. Can you agree that there has been no evidence of collusion coordination or conspiracy that has been presented thus far between the Trump campaign and Russia? Uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. I think there's plenty of evidence. He never shared it. Because he didn't have any. <clears throat> That's Adam Schiff. He's a, he's a pencil-necked little weasel. He is a corrupt individual. He's an evil man. You know why he's evil? I want you to listen to Donald Trump talk about his son and what Adam Schiff wanted to do to his son for nothing. I remember, and I told you the story where they walked out where uh, uh, Adam Schiff, the crooked guy, such a crooked guy, little Adam Schiff, he walks out, Shifty Schiff, he walks out the press he wasn't supposed to because he was in a meeting of so-called intelligence right but he walks out to the press and he says donald trump jr will go to jail for life for what he's done here and he knew it was a phony thing he's saying that a young man has to go to jail for life because of what he did on russia 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 and he knew that it was a hoax think of how bad you have to be yeah it's um it's stunning. I mean, you you think that uh, it's just this is a movie, right? I mean, this sounds like a plot to a movie, the most evil movie that you've ever uh, seen. You know, it dreamed up by John Grisham. You couldn't you couldn't come up with this level of evil that somebody would want somebody to go to jail for life for the politics happening in America. 
But that's what happened here. Anna Polina Luna, she's a freshman congresswoman from, uh, uh, from Florida, introduced a resolution to expel Adam Schiff from Congress. The department and FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in his report. Uh, Representative Adam Schiff be and he hereby is expelled from the House of Representatives. She said in her resolution, Schiff lied to the American people. He used his position on House intel to push a lie that cost American taxpayers millions of dollars. He is a dishonor to the House of Representatives. Knowingly using your position on House intel to push a lie that ripped apart our country, cost taxpayers millions of dollars, authorized spying on U.S. president, then proceeded in doubling down on the lie within days of the Durham report coming out makes you unfit for office. Here is Kevin McCarthy talking about Adam Schiff yesterday. Well, a number of things. We're asking Durham to come in and testify so we can look at it more. It really raises the question about Adam Schiff. You remember when he told the American people he had proof? Remember when you tell him he didn't know the whistleblower and what he put America through and openly lied to us and now it's proven in this as well? It raises a lot of questions about his, just his character, his standing inside of Congress or whether he should be, even be in Congress. This was really uh, pretty bad. I mean, I remember when Ronald Reagan was a president, I was in high school and... And, uh, you know, he would get together with uh, the, the powers that be on the Democrat Party. They were able to hash things out. But there was never this kind of evil. There was never this kind of evil uh, wanting somebody in the opposite party or whatever, their family, to go to jail for nothing. Uh, it really is uh, quite stunning. Here's a little bit more from uh, Kevin McCarthy. There has to be. And, Maria, it's not just me who knew You knew it. And you got criticized for speaking the truth. And that's yeah. what's wrong. Is CNN talking about this? Is the White House talking about this? No. Listen to what has happened. They took America through an impeachment over a lie that they knew. Yeah. You had Adam Schiff, who was chairman of the Intel Committee, lying day after day to the American public that he had proof, that he knew the proof. Now we're finding in the Durham report, his own staff are threatened witnesses. I mean, why is this individual still even in Congress, and why does he think he can even run for higher office after what he did? This is what uh, Adam Schiff said today. Four years of wasted effort, worse than that, that we have for years, I think, of undermining the department and uh, political prosecution. The California Democrats spoke even as a passage in the report came to light detailing how a university researcher who met with Schiff's own staff felt threatened by the request to provide analysis of a news article about the Trump Organization and Russia-owned Alpha Bank. That was all a lie, by the way. It was a topic that the FBI would probe whether there was a secret server for the Trump organization with Moscow that didn't pan out. That was a lie. This was all to cover up Hillary Clinton's email scandal. That's what it was all about. And we went through hell. And Donald Trump went through hell. And one of the things, one of the hells that they put the country through was the first impeachment of Donald Trump, which was based on nothing. They knew it. They knew it was a lie. The FBI was involved. The FBI was involved in the 51 intel signers to, uh, uh, to, to be uh, used in the debate with Donald Trump, covering up Hunter Biden's laptop full of malfeasance and illegality and graft. And they lied. They lied about it all. Everything that the FBI, DOJ, CIA, uh, IRS has uh, had any part of that reflected well on the Bidens and poorly on Donald Trump is suspect, is suspect.
Coming up, the man who dethroned CNN, Eric Bowling, from The Balance on Newsmax. Next. Don't go anywhere. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. A lot of stuff happening in the world where we're uh, trying to get a hold of Eric Bowling of Newsmax. Uh, you know, he's very busy. I knew that we'd have a limited time today because uh, he is... Um, obviously uh, a very busy man and he's doing a great job on uh, Newsmax and it's interesting Uh, I've been with Newsmax doing my television show uh, which is a weekend show it's called Rob Carson's What in the World and um, I started about three years ago doing the uh, show and in that time uh, went on to become uh, welcomed to uh, Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with Donald Trump uh, and uh, it was it was the biggest thrill of my life, um, and and I'm going to tell you uh, I, just on a personal note, I owe Newsmax, I know Chris, I owe Chris Ruddy a lot because um, I wouldn't be here without him. I would not be here without Newsmax. Newsmax, Chris Ruddy knew what I was about. He knew that I was a conservative. He knew what I said. He knew my style, and he said, "I want to give you a shot, man." And he did. And so the reason why I'm sitting here, whether you like it or not, <laughs> blame it on Chris Ruddy. And this little network last week became a giant slayer. This little network beat a network that's had a 30-year head start on us, CNN. <laughs> Newsmax beat CNN in all primetime slots last week. And again on Monday, Eric Bowling winning. Rob Schmidt winning. Because you guys are looking for some people you can trust. You're looking for people who won't change their stripes. And I think that's a big deal. And, and trust me, I know, I, I, I hear the, uh, the internal communications. They realize, they realize how important this is. They realize what it means to you to be able to uh, trust somebody and to tell the truth. It's a really, really big deal. Really big deal. All right, a little bit more on this uh, moron. <laughs> moron, Adam Schiff, uh, about, um, about Adam Schiff and, uh, and whether Adam Schiff will be held accountable with regard to, uh, to what happened to uh, uh, Donald Trump and his family. Uh, and Russia collusion, which, by the way, ultimately ended up in a uh, uh, a presidency that was surveilled, a uh, uh, a uh, a campaign and a transition team. And I'm told Eric Bowling is on the Newsmax hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Welcome to the show. Good morning, Rob. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. I uh, first of all, uh, I've already shared audio from your terrific show last night. Your conversation with Glenn Beck about the firing of uh, Tucker Carlson was was extraordinarily uh, awesome. Your Gordon Chang uh, interview last night was awesome. But I don't want to talk to you about the media environs. You've been involved in television longer than I have. You came to Newsmax. You knew coming to Newsmax that things were going to happen here, and then boom, uh, you beat CNN last week and again this week. How does that feel? And why are so many people tuning to you and Newsmax now? Yeah, thank you, Rob. Um, well, first of all, let's, let's you know, let's be perfectly fair and honest here. It's it, a, a lot of what happened is because Fox fired probably the the I would say the most sensible conservative voice 
in America, uh, Tucker at eight o'clock, and and they the audience got mad and they said, "What are you doing, Fox?" And you know, so a little background is I spent eleven plus years at Fox, and um, it's a different Fox now. And what, when I was there, it was under Roger Ailes, and it was a conservative place. It was, you know, there was it, it was all let's call it the full gamut of conservative voice. You had more establishment, but you also had more. Uh, you know, new mainstream type conservative voices coming up like Ted Cruz and others. And it was the place to go if you if you had a conservative voice. Now, it became uncomfortable for Fox at some point over the last few years. And they started, you know, moving towards the more establishment wing of the conservative or the Republican Party, let's call it that. And then recently, I think what Fox decided was that they were number one. They had huge revenue. They had huge uh, profits after their revenue. But they wanted more, and they got extremely greedy. So they wanted to, to start to, you know, kind of look into the other audiences. They wanted to look at what CNN was, you know, maybe some of the middle of the roaders, and maybe even some people on the left. You know, I, I hearken back to. Uh, we'll get to Trump in a second, but I look back at about a year ago. Fox started. They did a Pride Month last June, and and they were highlighting a family. They sent um, some reporters out to this family. I believe it was somewhere out west. And his family, who was raising a five-year-old trans child, and they were so proud of it, and Fox was splashing it all over their, their shows. And I was thinking, wow, this isn't really conservative. I mean, listen, if you're an adult, you can do whatever the heck you want. I'm a libertarian. I don't really care. But to promote the idea that a five-year-old, and, and the mother in, in this piece that they kept using was, oh, my, my daughter, who became a son, knew he was a she, or she was a he, whatever it was. I'm confused. But uh, at birth or in the womb or some something yes. nonsense like that. And, and they kept throwing this like that was the beginning of the move left for Fox. And that was last June. Um, Tucker became, you know, the wrong type of voice that they wanted. They fired him. And, and the audience says, forget it. I'm done with Fox. I've been burned with Bill O'Reilly. I've been burned with Tucker now and, and, and others. Um, then they came over and they were testing things out. And they came to us and, you know, it's three and a half weeks now. And we're growing. We're not, it wasn't a one-hit wonder. They, they're still here. The audience here, I'm thrilled to have them. Um, and then, you know, Trump went over on CNN last week, right? And that was a, a, a signal, and we call it a dog whistle, to, to Trump MAGA, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to CNN because Fox isn't treating us right. And I think that helped uh, people realize that Fox was no longer a, a, a MAGA America first place to go for your, your content. You have, you have a choice, right? So... And that helped. And then when Anderson Cooper, the day after Trump was there, said, again, I'm at 8 o'clock. Anderson's at 8 o'clock. Anderson says to his viewers, I don't care. Maybe you don't ever want to come back and watch this network again. Yes. Yes. I, I, you know, there you go. You have Fox abandoning its audience, CNN abandoning its audience, and, and we're the recipients of real conservatives, MAGA, uh, America first type uh, of viewers. Eric Bowling, I want to ask you, um, CNN had five times its normal ratings with Donald Trump in a town hall. And the uh, like like the Netflix brats who wanted Dave Chappelle fired, uh, they decided to protest. Sounds like Chris Lichtus said, you know what? Shut up. Uh, what are your thoughts on Donald Trump drawing such a viewership and, and CNN's audience uh, and, how, and how the hosts treated this successful moment? Yeah, so, so what they did, they did something very disingenuous. They, they called it a CNN Republican town hall, right, with Donald Trump. And what they ended up doing, they didn't ask Trump about any of the issues. They didn't ask him about the border. They didn't ask him about abortion. They didn't ask him about the economy. They were just hammering him 
on the lawsuits. You know, he was just, it was like a day or so uh, removed from the big E. Jean Carroll decision, and they had Alvin Bragg stuff. They were talking about all the things that they were trying to take Donald Trump down about. So it was, it was billed as a Republican town hall, and what all it was was a liberal network trying to undercut undermined Trump's um, nomination process and maybe even his chance of beating Joe Biden in, in 24. And so I think a lot of, you know, and so it, it burned them both ways because if CNN was ever going to have, you know, a, a right leaning viewer, it wasn't going to happen because they treated Trump so badly. And they just like if Trump came on and just on an interview, they could have done all that, but they build it differently. But also the CNN audience was like, well, why are you having him on our, on our air? It'd be like if Biden came on my show yeah. and, you know, I, I, I guarantee my ratings would spike for a night and then crash. I mean, that's just the way the audiences yeah. are right now. Yeah. Um, so I, but that said, though, I still do have on my show. I've had Ron DeSantis on twice. I've had Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy. I've even had Joe Exotic on. He's running for president. And Asa Hutchinson. And, yes. You know, so, so I, I am really what Fox used to be, Fair and Balanced, and they abandoned that uh, moniker. I am Fair and Balanced. We call the show The Balance for that reason. You are. Um, also, I'll mention the host on uh, CNN. Last week, she, she came locked and loaded. She came locked and loaded with talking points. She wanted a soundbite. She wanted a soundbite. You want to make abortion illegal across the country. She wanted the soundbite. You want Ukraine to lose. She had soundbites locked and loaded. She kept trying to do that. So as far as blaming this on CNN for having Trump on, uh, that's not the problem. The, the problem was that uh, their reporter got creamed. And he and he ended up looking good, and they can't stand it because they wanted to set him up to fail. Well, they they picked. Uh, I know Caitlin Collins for a very long time. She was a White House reporter. She's a news person. Okay, so for some reason, they, you know, this thing aired at eight, but she's going to be the new nine o'clock host at at, at at CNN. She she's not prepared to be an opinion host. She's a, she's no. a straight up news reporter. So they threw her to the wolves because Donald Trump is a media savant. He is just incredible. I throw him any position. He actually rises to the occasion when he's got an adversary. And she came out as, as an adversary, and he, he literally ate her up and spit her out. And, and she was you know just pieces on the ground. And CNN audience was like, why would you do that? She's unprepared. AOC said, you're nuts. We should never have, never should have, you should never have done that. And then they go ahead and promote her to the 9 o'clock house. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going, CNN. you got Anderson Cooper telling your audience, don't watch us. And you have a, an, an ill-equipped 9 o'clock host um, over there. So we got our sights set on CNN first. Then we have our sights set on MSNBC. And we'll go right up to Fox News. And we got, I got mine on there. And Hannity might be, who, by the way, Sean Hannity, great guy, my friend. Yes. For 30 years. Yes. So it looks like I'm going to be going up against Sean Hannity soon. So, but. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, I think you're going to win that one. I, uh, I, I love what you do, and I know you're in a hurry, Eric, and I, I thank you, and I congratulate you for success and, and continued success and even further growth. Uh, I know you got a lot of stuff on the plate today. Can you give me kind of a sneak peek of what's going on on the oh, show yeah. tonight? You, you, you ready for this? this Come is on a, now. A, a world TV exclusive. Beth Ailes, Roger Ailes' widow, is speaking out for the first time since oh! her husband passed away. This day, six years ago, this is a six years ago, this day he passed away. Um, and she recently tweeted and she lit up the Murdoch family uh, on Twitter. She has never come, uh, made public comments on television before. So we have her right off the top tonight at eight. 
Unbelievable. Well, I wish you the best. I know that Rob still getting the numbers on Trump's appearance on Rob's show. That was epic. You've had some unbelievable guests tonight. Beth Ailes. Wow. Just wow. Eric Bowling, thank you so much, my friend. Continued success. And uh, we'll definitely tune in tonight. Rob Carson, I appreciate your friendship, my man. Thank you. All right, bro. Take care. There you go, man. This is uh, <laughs> this is uh, big. Beth Ailes tonight. Wow. Wow. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. That's going to be awesome. Again, Eric Bowling tonight, 8 o'clock. Um, the Balance is the is the name of the show, preceded by Rob Schmidt. Uh, after that, it's Chris Plant's new show, The Right Squad, and, of course, the great Greg Kelly. The great – and I tell you, I watched Greg Kelly last night. And, and Greg Kelly is stylistically – there's something about Greg Kelly. He's so connective. And so uh, they're just, he, he, he is, uh, his delivery is different. It, it just, it's a, an unbelievable lineup. Just an un- unbelievable lineup. So uh, anyway, we're going to take a break. I've got a bunch of stuff coming up. I've got audio from Capitol Hill, from, uh, from FBI whistleblowers who say that, uh, and this is not a surprise, the FBI infiltrated the, uh, the uh, insurrection on Capitol Hill. I said on the January the 7th, of 2021 that it was a Reichstag moment and that appears to be the case. We were also right about Hunter Biden's laptop. We were also right about Russia disinformation. And so I would venture to say that as all of these dominoes fall, where the Wuhan virus came from, who caused it, all these these dominoes fall, that we will continue with our 1,000 batting average. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. Man, it was great to have Eric Bowling on today from The Balance. And tonight, uh, Roger Ailes' widow. To talk about Fox, this is epic. This is gigantic. Set your DVRs. Make sure to watch tonight at 8 o'clock. Newsmax back on DirecTV. Channel 349. I watch it uh, every night. So uh, make sure to check it out. So um, I've got a, a bunch of stuff I want to get to, including some of the uh, FBI uh, whistleblowers on Capitol Hill. Also, Christopher Ray. Uh, uh, testifying yesterday in front of Congress and, um, of course, not answering any questions because that's what he does. That's what bureaucrats on Capitol Hill do. They never say anything. They always defer. They always defer. They always pass the buck. And he's asked about why the FBI is not turning over the whistleblower document that was requested with regard to Joe Biden's uh, bribery that happened while he was the vice president. And so we'll get to all of that. Lindsey Graham yesterday came out and uh, was talking about Russia collusion, the Russia collusion hoax that uh, tried to take down a candidacy, tried to take down a presidency, resulted in a faux impeachment. It was nonsensical. In case you haven't heard, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she filed impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden today. Yay. Here is uh, Lindsey Graham talking about what happened to Trump because of this Russia collusion nonsense that, of course, has been exposed as fraud. We knew it was. But now put an exclamation point on it with the Durham report. Durham said there was no corroborating evidence to suggest that the Trump team colluded with the Russians in any fashion. So it's absolutely contrary to what the IG said. And here's what I would say to Senator Durbin. If you're not disturbed by this, you just hate Trump too much. I don't care what your politics are. We have a situation where the FBI 
ran every stop sign available, kept pushing a warrant against American citizen based on a steel dossier that was a piece of fiction. The information was supplied to the FBI by two Russian agents. It was used to get a warrant against an American citizen to turn his life upside down and to create a cloud over the Trump presidency and try to deny him the presidency. Other than that, this is no big deal. This is the biggest political scandal in American history. And what's even, I wouldn't say bigger, but pretty damn close, is that the, the mainstream media is ignoring it. That's how, that's how uh, they, are, they are so, so very much the Soviet media. They are so very much Izvestia and Pravda. Here's more from Lindsey Graham about, uh, oh, the Pulitzer Prizes that were given out for reporting on nothing. We know that the, the Russia collusion hoax was a hoax. It was a hoax. And yet the, the writers for the New York Times, Washington Post got Pulitzer Prizes, which is the, again, it is exactly what a participation trophy is. It is. You're getting a, a participation trophy for effort without winning. You're getting a participation trophy because you carried the water of the Democrat Party in the deep state. But you didn't win on facts. But you did get a trophy. Three things should happen. Garland should pick up the phone and call all, <clears throat> all those that were harmed by this and say, even though it didn't happen on my watch, I apologize to you. This is not the Department of Justice that I want you to, to believe in. That's not going to happen. Uh, I would like the FBI Director Ray to get on the phone and apologize to the people that had their lives ruined by the FBI. And I think the Pulitzer Prize given to the Washington Post and New York Times should be taken back because the entire episode was politically motivated crap. That's not something you should get a Pulitzer Prize for. I think they should rename it the Putzer Prize. I think the Putzer Prize would be perfect. Take the L out. Just call it the uh, the Putzer Prize. And here's Byron Donalds, a great freshman uh, congressman, talking about the corruption of the Biden family and what the media isn't covering. I think it's disgusting that some of uh, your uh, rivals in media don't even want to talk about this issue when we actually have legitimate receipts, we have bank receipts, we have records, we've gone through all that. They should be covering that. Now, getting back to Joe Biden, I do think he's compromised simply because his brother and his son were engaged with dealings of foreign companies and foreign countries. We have now documented China and Romania, and he knows nothing. All the LLCs that were created, were most of them were created when he was vice president of the United States, and he knows nothing. If he doesn't know anything, he is the dumbest person in the history of the planet and shouldn't be president of the United States. Well, I agree with you on that one. Coming up, Washington FBI field office confirms undercover offers, confidential informants, and FBI assets were in the crowd at the U.S. Capitol January the 6th. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is the uh, last hour of The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to it. We've got uh, a lot to get to, including... 
Christopher Ray yesterday on Capitol Hill not saying anything also. They've got these uh, uh, hearings on Capitol Hill about January the 6th, and uh, uh, FBI uh, whistleblowers coming forward to talk about being threatened, being told what to do, covering up. And I said uh, on January the 7th that there was something very, very, uh, uh, there was very something very suspicious about the coverage of the January the 6th. Uh, protests and the supposed takeover of the Capitol. Number one being, if you're going to overthrow the government, usually you arm yourself. There were other things that happened before that. Uh, we knew that the uh, the former police chief of the Capitol said that they were warned at least 15 terrorists were coming to Washington, D.C. Who are the people who terrorized the summer before? Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Okay, so we had that. And we also know that uh, doors were open, people were let in. We know that the FBI has gone after wholesale after people for their cell phone data to place them at the Capitol or near the Capitol so they could persecute them. They didn't do that when it came to Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Didn't do anything. They didn't. They didn't do the same data going after the people who literally tried to burn down for uh, almost a hundred days the, the federal courthouse in Portland. They didn't look at the cell phone data to find the people that went into St. John's Church, historic St. John's Church by the White House tried to burn it down, or, or the people who uh, injured 180 police officers that day and chased the president and his family into the nuclear bunker for the first time in history. But they are going after people who just happened to be near the Capitol. And some, fortunately, FBI members have said, we're not gonna let this stand. Thank God there are whistleblowers in our government. Do you ever watch All-Star Wrestling, you know, pro wrestling? I used to watch All-Star Wrestling. It's called All-Star Wrestling when I was a little kid. Then it, then it become more the WWE, et cetera, and all that. But there is a scenario they use, which is you've got your favorite tag teams. You've got the bad guys. You've got the good guys. So maybe it's the high flyers. I'm going to show my age here. High flyers, Jimmy Brunzel, Greg Gagne versus, you know, whoever the bad guys are. And, and one of the high flyers is in the ring getting just beaten to snot, breaking every rule, both of them tag teaming, distracting the ref, beating the snot out of the guy in the ring. And you're just hoping that he has the strength to get to the rope to tag in the fresh guy to beat the snot out of the bad guys. That's the way I feel after seven years of nonsense, seven years of Russia collusion, uh, seven years of saying that Donald Trump tried to steal the 2016, seven years, uh, and, and less than that, of course, with regard to what happened in, uh, in 2020 with regard to the FBI literally working with the intel community to shut down the story of Hunter Biden's laptop to throw the election. And there's more than that. But I felt like that, that guy standing there, arm over the third rope, then the second, then the, the bottom rope, just to get that tag so we could go in and beat the snot out of the bad guys. And it looks like we might be getting close to that. This is brand new from Jim Gossett. It's our uh, Christopher Ray FBI malfeasance theme song. 
here on the Rob Carson Show. Well, Chris Ray is the kind of guy who will never tell the truth. Posted it. Chris Ray is unscrupulous and totally uncouth. Postmaster General. He never answers questions. He dodges all the time. Covers for the FBI and their culture of crime. You can bet from Chris Ray you'll get the run around, 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 around. <laughs> Chris protects the left. Wow, 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 wow. And persecutes the right. Wow, 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 wow. Like the Mar-a-Lago raid. Shadooby, shadooby. Or busting Roger Stone's door in the middle of the night. Oh, oh, oh. Why call Chris to testify? He'll only obfuscate. Well, they did. And give a pass to Hunter, allow Sleepy Joe to skate. That's coming up. And if you try to press him, your question he'll deflect. Chris is in the deep state. What do you expect? Yeah, he's deceiving. Wah, wah, You'll wah. be receiving no, no, the no. run around, 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 around. Uh, that reminds me, when I, when I first started writing for Rush, there was a guy, I think it was Bob Wolf in Poughkeepsie at PDH. He did the philanderer about Ted, uh, uh, Ted Kennedy. And we brought that one back this morning. Jim Gossett, by the way, if you want to follow on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Jim Gossett Comedy, you want to help him out. It's awesome. Christopher Ray was confronted on Wednesday after the FBI refused to comply with a congressional subpoena for a declassified document showing crimes allegedly committed by Joe Biden. Now, the FBI has had this since Joe Biden was vice president. <laughs> and here is Christopher Ray. And this is the runaround. This is the runaround that the left always gives on Capitol Hill. They never answer the question. Never do. Never have the the data in front of them. Never have an answer. Always pass the buck. Ladies and gentlemen, our FBI director. So my question is, has the FBI complied with the subpoena for this document? Uh, I believe we submitted a uh, lengthy letter uh, earlier today. He's being uh, questioned by Bill Haggerty, by the way. A, a letter uh, not the document that was the subject of the uh, subpoena request. I, I can't speak to the specific document. Uh, we are committed to working collaboratively with both committees, but we also have to balance sources and methods and ongoing investigations, uh, and we will continue to work through the accommodation process, as has happened uh, many times in the past. Was this the, is the dance. This is the runaround. Is there a plan to submit the document, or will it be never submitted, or has there been a conclusion? I would, I would, I would refer to the letter, which is, I think, quite detailed. Uh, on, he's not saying anything. Oh, no, I'm not going to answer the question. But I'm referring to the letter. Yeah, that letter we sent. There you go. That's all you need. Okay, bye. And kind of goes through a fair amount of discussion about um, our proposed approach. To, to addressing the document. I do want to confirm that the document does exist. The FD-1023. Uh, I, I really can't get into the specifics uh, here. Uh, I will tell you that uh, we understand completely the importance of congressional oversight. No, you That's don't. important to me. No, you don't. I also understand very much, as I, I think you do, the importance of us protecting sources and methods and ongoing events. Yeah, we used to believe that when we thought the FBI had any credibility. It wasn't incredibly, incredibly corrupt and one-sided. We, we used to believe that. We don't anymore. Here's some more from uh, Christopher Ray. My first question is whether you or anybody else at the FBI has communicated with White House employees or with Attorney General Garland or with DOJ staff regarding investigations that pertain to President Biden or to any member of his family. I bet his answer is going to be, no, we haven't. Well, I, I certainly have not communicated with the White House uh, oh, no. about any investigation. No, we usually don't talk when we have sex. That Why did I say that out loud? 
um, my instructions to our figurative section. And, and would that also include Attorney General Garland and the DOJ staff? <laughs> well, I I don't know that I can get into any discussions I had with uh, Attorney General Garland. I talked to him, you know, uh, probably every day, yeah, uh, one way or another, about all sorts Before of Before I kiss him goodbye in the morning. Investigations, so that one's what? a little trickier. But uh, what I will tell you is, uh, as you. you know, I'm an FBI director appointed by the, the previous president. Uh, and Wait a minute. This sounds like he's going to blame Donald Trump or at least say that, hey, man, Donald Trump, uh, he obviously endorsed all my lying and stuff. And our uh, agents in our Baltimore field office uh, are working with a, a U.S. attorney from the previous administration. That is the U.S. Donald Trump's administration. Attorney in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Uh, on, I think, the investigation you're referring to. Yeah, what investigation is that? That biggest investigation in FBI history that I'm acting like, I don't know anything about. And my expectations uh, of our agents on every investigation, which I communicate uh, like a... Is to tow our party line or destroy them. ...broken record, uh, are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, <laughs> to whomever they lead... <laughs> No matter who likes it, no matter who so would it makes that happy Delaware happy. So would that Delaware U.S. attorney be the person then responsible for deciding um, about unlawful ev evidence of unlawful conduct by the president and about what to do with that evidence? Well, again, I don't want to uh, engage in hypotheticals, but the Delaware U.S. attorney is leading, I think, the investigation that you're that has been publicly disclosed. I think. I think referring to. Yeah, and it's amazing these people, uh, the upper echelons of power, never have a freaking clue about the biggest scandals, the biggest events in our history. They always act like it's just in a pile of papers. This is just stuff we deal, you know, honestly, let's there's some parking tickets over here. And then there's that whole Joe Biden and the millions of dollars from our enemies. And then there's the, uh, the parking in a handicapped space. There was that guy we went after. Come back to what I'm trying to understand then. If the FBI has in evidence, has uncovered evidence that alleges criminal conduct by the president. You then, I presume, hand this to the DOJ if you uncover this. But I understand the DOJ's policy is they're not going to charge a sitting president while that person is president. By the way, uh, Joe Biden, articles of impeachment were filed today by MTG. Also, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, who is a weaselly apparatchik. And the DOJ is not going to provide that information to Congress, not going to comply with subpoenas for documents. Um, it, it feels to me like it's a dog chasing its tail. No, no, it's actually covering up evidence. Decisions made by DOJ uh, about uh, how to staff prosecutions, at which U.S. attorney's offices, which counsel to appoint, all those sorts of things are uh, entrusted by regulation to the department, mm -hmm. to the attorney general. I can speak to what the FBI's role is and my expectations of FBI agents. Oh, do you wonder why we came up with that song, The Runaround? Because that's what he just did. But to be clear, if evidence were uncovered by the FBI, you would hand that over to the DOJ. They then make the determination, whether it's the attorney general or, the, in this case, the Delaware U.S. attorney, what to do with that evidence. And again, their policy is not to charge a sitting president, and we can't get the evidence in Congress. Is that correct? Decisions about who to charge, <laughs> what to charge, uh, those are decisions made by prosecutors at the Justice Department, uh, including the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Um, That's called passing the buck. So you got obfuscation, you've got cluelessness, and you've got passing the buck to somebody else who isn't there right now. And decisions about the Justice Department's communications about its decision-making are the Justice Department's decisions. I don't want to speak for them. On 
Yeah, you don't want to speak for them because, you know, they're not here. And this gives me an opportunity to pass the buck to them. That's what it really is all about. And they've really done, they've made this into an art. They've made obfuscation into an art. Uh, you know, the, the uh, DOJ has gone after parents who protest. They've gone after, uh, uh, all, you know, people who uh, are pro-life. Um, right now we've seen over 100 incidences of, of church burnings or church um, vandalism from uh, people who are on the pro-death part of the political equation. And the FBI is not doing anything thing about them. They're going after parents who protest CRT. I can go on and on. And I've got more on this coming up. Here's a number if you'd like to, uh, you have any thoughts on any of this, it is uh, 800-922-6680. On the way, I do have, uh, oh, some really funny audio from uh, Diane Feinstein. She was on Capitol Hill yesterday and well, I mean, there's nothing there. There's no, the lights are on. Maybe, maybe one light is on. Uh, nobody home. I've got that coming up, and I've also got some whistleblower testimony from Capitol Hill with regard to January the 6th, one of the greatest injustices ongoing in the United States of America. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. Great song from CCR. God, it was so good. <laughs> so, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she introduced articles of impeachment today against Joe uh, Biden, which is great. She's taking the gloves off. She's bringing uh, fighting gloves to an MMA fight. Yay for her. Uh, also, uh, Merrick Garland. Now, Merrick Garland, the head of the DOJ, the Attorney General, uh, October 2021 memorandum directed uh, targeting of parents by the FBI. Garland's memorandum was prompted by a letter from uh, to Joe Biden by the National School Boards Association. That letter drew comparison between parents protesting actions by their local school boards to domestic terrorism. Uh, Attorney Garland has also turned the, uh, the teeth of the Justice Department against the American people, creating a hoax about white supremacy rising while watching the destruction of our country in the summer of 2020 and holding nobody accountable for it. The Department of Justice uh, targets the people of faith, those seeking to protect the sanctity of life. Garland's Department of Justice refused to designate violent pro-abortion groups like Jane's Revenge as domestic terrorist groups. As of this May, this month, there have been 85 attacks on pregnancy resource centers, 152 attacks on Catholic churches. Since the leak of the Dobbs decision, which they never found, Unbelievable. Attorney General Garland has refused to prosecute leftist extremists that harassed and threatened Supreme Court justices at their homes and have not prosecuted Antifa and Black Lives Matter rioters who caused billions of dollars in damage and killed 29 people and injured thousands of police officers. So, yeah, there's that. Before we get into uh, what's happening on Capitol Hill with regard to January the 6th and FBI agents, FBI whistleblowers who are saying the FBI had infiltrated the crowd to stoke something. Before I do that, I want to play this. This is Donald Trump reading the Pledge of Allegiance, accompanied by January the 6th protesters who in the jail, in the depths of hell, 
where they have been held over 800 days without trial, frequently without clean water, without counsel, without the ability to talk to clergy. They sang the national anthem every night at 9 o'clock. This was on uh, online. It went to uh, the number one downloaded song. It went past to artists like Adele. And then the powers of the deep state and big media tried to take it down. But it's out there. to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. that had previously identified 20 different confirmed incidents and operations involving federal, state, and local government operatives who infiltrated the Trump crowds on January the 6th. Each of these incidents has been confirmed by uh, the press, by the way. And today, several FBI whistleblowers were invited to Capitol Hill. Um, I'm following the story in real time, so I'm trying to update the, the story as I talk on the radio, which is kind of like juggling uh, flaming torches to some degree. On the other side of the break, I do have some audio from uh, Matt Gates uh, talking to a uh, one of the whistleblowers, Officer O'Boyle, about uh, being pressured into going after January the 6th. Anybody on Capitol Hill for no reason. Political persecutions to shut them down, to uh, incarcerate people who did nothing. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show.
All right, before we get into the uh, testimony on Capitol Hill from FBI whistleblowers, I want to mention uh, Diane Feinstein being reported now. Uh, her health is much worse than previously disclosed, including complications, including uh, f- facial paralysis and swelling of the brain. And she's, uh, you know, she is a, a senator in good stead. Here she is being uh, questioned yesterday. She didn't know where she was, by the way. And uh, just listen to her. How are you feeling since you've returned? Oh, I'm feeling fine. Yeah. I have a problem with the leg. The leg? Yes. What's wrong with it? Well, not, nothing. Nothing? It's anyone's concern. Okay. But mine. Um, what has the response from your colleagues been like? What are the well wishes? What have you heard? What have I heard about what? About your oh, return. How have they felt about your no, return? No, I haven't been gone. Okay. <laughs> She's been gone for three months. She's been in the hospital for three months. Now she's saying she hasn't been gone. Um, you should follow them. I haven't been gone. I've been working. You've been working from home is what you're saying? No, I've been here. Um, I've been voting. Please, either know or don't know. Um, what do you say to uh, Californians like Ro who say you should resign? I want you to listen to her real quick here because this is frequently um, one of the uh, stages of uh, dementia. And it's uh, argumentative. Um, I know I've been through this. We've had relatives when I was growing up. My mother would invite our relatives to live with us in the last years of their lives because she didn't want them to go to a nursing home. My dad even built an addition on our home. So I, I've seen this. It's, and it's sad, and it's really sad that she's being pushed into this. Um, you should follow them. I haven't been gone. I've been working. You've been working from home is what you're saying? No, I've been here. Um, I've been voting. Please, either know or don't know. Yeah, either um, you know or you, you don't. To, uh, Honestly, you know, listen, I've been here for the last three months. You either know it or you don't know it. I, I've heard this so many times. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, we have a special guest on the line. I'm going to get to one second. But I do want to mention a couple of things. I've been talking about this for a while. Uh, Washington FBI field office is uh, confirming undercover officers, confidential informants, and FBI assets were at the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. This surprises nobody who's been paying attention. So there were a lot of people uh, involved on Capitol Hill, involved in the crowd. We know that the Biden Justice Department had at least 40 undercopper operators in the Proud Boys January the 6th. We also know that the, uh, the FBI was running operatives inside of Oath Keepers. We know that some of the Proud Boys have been sentenced to long prison terms. We also know that they literally, the FBI, had <clears throat> one of their operatives in uh, the uh, Proud Boys uh, going to family gatherings, uh, gathering intelligence illegally to go after the crowd, Proud Boys. So this is another kangaroo court. Um, and this is uh, uh, Officer O'Boyle, I think it's Garrett O'Boyle on Capitol Hill, preceded by a, a, a field officer in Boston. Now, what you didn't know about the, the field officer in Boston was that um, the feds went to the field office in Boston and discovered that there were some uh, busloads of Trump supporters going to January the 6th to see the speech, to go see Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., uh, and so the FBI is going after people who just went to Washington, D.C., and if they could find out that you went to the Trump rally, they're going to go after you. And so they actually tried to get bank records. I believe Bank of America actually gave them bank records. Uh, and that's what they were trying to do. They are trying to go after people for just being on a bus. And uh, the FBI field office did not. Joe said, "No, we're not." Open. Did not uh, comply, and I believe that you'll hear first from the FBI Boston field officer, then uh, Officer O'Boyle. Joe Bonavolanta said, no, we're not opening up cases on people who went to a rally. 
The SSA for CT2 said, happy to do it. Show us where they were inside the Capitol, and we'll look into it. They weren't in the Capitol. To which WFO said, we can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol. Why? To which the SSA responded back, and I was privy to these conversations firsthand. Why can't you show us? Why can't you just send us give us access to the eleven thousand hours of video of this exam that's available? Because there may be, may be UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human for confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. Well, that's why they're holding on to the video inside the Capitol. Because the FBI had infiltrated the crowd. The FBI was there to stir things up. The FBI was there to start a fight. The FBI was there to end the discussion about the election of 2020. That's what the FBI was there for. So, Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. No, and here is uh, 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 Officer O'Boyle. You saw that same pressure from the Washington field office. Of course, Matt Gates answer, asking the question. And did they ever try to get you to do something that was outside the normal order of law enforcement activity? Yes, sir. And what did the Washington field office try to get you to do that violated the law and regulations? They tried to get me to serve a federal grand jury subpoena when there was no proper predicate to do so. <laughs> and the reason there was no predicate was because it was based on an anonymous tip, right? That's correct. And time and again, the Washington field office was trying to pressure you without corroboration to go start process on people. Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. And so while I agree that January 6th was a violent day, a bad day, a day that nobody wants to relive, violence on January 6th doesn't justify weaponizing the government against people who were innocent and did nothing wrong. Thank you for blowing the whistle on that. It is amazing. We've got people sitting in, and I've told you this. I, I started I've been started making this comparison, a tale of two cities. While uh, Barack Obama was a president, I said, we've got a bourgeois, we've got a proletariat, you and I are the proletariat, the bourgeois live in Washington, D.C., in the lap of luxury, and we suffer through everything else. And we are fed the crumbs, and now we have a Bastille. Now we have a political prison in Washington, D.C. that makes Abu Ghraib look like Disney World. It makes, uh, it makes the, the, uh, the prison in, uh, in Cuba, I'm drawing a blank on it for some reason, uh, look like a vacation, look like a vacation condo, for crying out loud. And that's what our country has become. And uh, what happened to uh, when the Bastille was overrun uh, didn't end well for those in power. And I hope that uh, figuratively uh, we do the same thing. We have a special guest on the line. You hear him every single day. He's never talking. He's always singing. Jim Gossett, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, my brother? How are you, my friend? It's good to have you on, man. I haven't talked yeah. to you in a while. I mean, I hear you every day, and I email you every day. Right. Buddy, I, I, well, you... you you're knocking out of the ballpark. The, your, the Muppet theme song was incredible. The Wanderer this morning about uh, Christopher Ray, kaboom, man! Just really good stuff. Well, this is this is what's inspired me to call Rob. Is you know you're talking about both of our heroes. Talent on loan from God. You were talking about Rush, of course. <laughs> Talent on loan from God. 
Yes. <laughs> so make it fair, my friends. Yeah, I remember Rush used to talk about the Select Comfort mattress. Uh, guaranteed, my friends, to eliminate morning stiffness. And I said, you know, I'm not sure I want that. But anyway, that's a whole different... Yeah, that'll happen with age. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you were talking about Rush parodies, and I know you wrote a ton of them, but yeah. one of the very first ones I think he did was, well, I'm the type of guy who would like to sleep around, you know, yes. with pretty girls, uh, you know, that I'm around. And yes. I always love that one. I don't. I, I don't even. That was pre Shanklin. I don't even know who that was. That did well, that. I, I think it was because I was actually pre Shanklin as well. Um, oh, and okay. I, I believe, and I may be wrong. I thought it was Bob Wolf, and I used to work with Bob Wolf at WPDH in Poughkeepsie. I, I worked in Columbia, Missouri as a kid right out of college, and well, I, it was, was him. That, there was another thing I did back in the early '90s or late '80s at, in Atlanta. And it wasn't stolen from me, but I know that maybe a guy named Bob Wolf did uh, uh, Teddy, the red nose drunk here. It wouldn't. Tiny uh, nose. Remember yeah, that? And I, I think he had know. two versions of those. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the philanderer, uh, this is before Rush really started doing a lot of comedy. And literally, this is how the technology was. The person who sang it did it over the phone. So, he so literally, kind of tell that. Yeah, he, yeah. Cause it, he, it, he also kind of talk sung it, right? It, it was, it, it was a little bit off. The, it was still great, but yeah, it, yeah. That's it good. wasn't, uh, it wasn't in any, uh, it wasn't a great big piece of production. I remember it was just somebody on the phone, but it ended up being a, a huge hit. And uh, and the reason being is because Rush, you know, he used humor to make a point. That's when I jumped in. I was working with a guy named Rusty Humphreys who did a Mike Tyson oh, sure. impression, <clears throat> and I oh, and yeah. I started writing with him. And I said, would Rush, uh, you know, Mike work Tyson. with me? And that's what I did. Yeah, he did Mike Tyson. So, um, so that's uh, that you was like pre. My next fight with the van, the Holofield is going to be on paper shoe. <laughs> hey Jim, can I? I, w- I want to ask you this, uh, and I want to give people a sample of your your latest, the Muppet Show, which I think is amazing. It's a perfect for me. I'm a Gen Xer, and Wednesday nights when I was a little boy, it was the, it was must see TV uh, to see the Muppet Show, and so that's why it's one of the reasons it's such a major home run. But, uh, buddy, I'm going to tell you, and and I don't. I don't know if I've ever told somebody to their to their face or in person, um, but but and I hate to say this, I really do. I think you might be a better writer than me. <laughs> that's, that's high praise, that's and that's praise. and that's why I'm firing you now. Goodbye, Jim. See you later. <laughs> you Get the hell out of here. But no, like, for instance, to give you guys a a sneak peek, and Jim Gossett is on the phone. Jim, um, I wrote this morning to him, or was it last night? I said, you know, we need to do a parody. at 1118. (laughs) I said, we we need to do a parody about uh, Christopher Ray to the the Wanderer. And I threw a couple words at you. And you turned that sucker around in about... Uh, less than an hour, and and I just want to know, just explain to the people what it's like to, what goes through your mind when you're given a directive like that and you're able to turn something around. Tell me a little bit about the process. Let's what, this is what, for me, and, and I think is that when I was just doing stand-up and I was in different places every night, you get lazy, and there's no gun to your head, and you can do the same stuff. When you have our background and you're on the radio and you've got to come up with something for the next break, and I know if your show's coming on at noon, I mean, I know you got me some, that was short notice, but I just, <laughs> I remember uh, Pat Harrington, I may have told this story before, one of the Tonight Show writers, the head writer, yes. would go into the restroom like 30 minutes before Johnny's monologue, run the water over his hands and head, and that's when he started writing jokes. Yes. And the rest of the day, he, did, he was worthless. 
Well, you know, the thing is also when I was told, like Johnny Donovan would call me <clears throat> and he'd say, Rob, hey, man, we need a, I can't do the voice of God because he had the voice of God. Well, can you do a song about this, whatever, you know, could you? and I'd be, and that's when the, the light, the switch was turned on and that's when the creativity happens. Uh, you know, right. there, and, go ahead. And when you talk about the voice of God, I do, you do a pretty good in the Morgan Freeman. I've, oh, yes, yeah, sir. <clears throat> Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can do my Morgan Freeman. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. And on the phone, we have uh, Jim Gossett. He was in the Shawshank prison with Andy Dufresne. They were cellmates. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, um, I, let me, I want to tell you, and we have, don't have a chance to, you know, to, to talk often on the air. Um, I hope and, and pray as this show uh, continues to grow that we will get on stage eventually. It is oh, yeah, dif so, difficult yeah. to do. Uh, let me ask you before we go, and then on the other side of the break, I'm going to play your Muppet Show song because it's so damned impressive. Okay. And funny and, and I, I, I brilliantly. Need, I need Fifteen seconds after you answer that, because I haven't gotten to why I called you. But go. Well, no, you you uh, you you do that first. Go right ahead. Oh well. Anyway, uh, I didn't have. I've been sitting on this forever, and when you did it, it reminded me that I had done an homage or what do you said to uh, Rush about you, and I I'll just do an acapella. I'm not going to do the whole thing. We'll do it later this week. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Hey, Rob Carson, I listen to him. I never miss one single show. He's always funny and on the money. There's no telling where Rob might go. Don't catch the stupid. That's his motto. Rob, that's always true. That's back the knife. Rob the knife is what we're going to call it. I love it, bro. I love it. Jim, okay. God bless you, man. I And I want to remind everybody, Patreon, you got the Patreon page going. Uh, with uh, Jim Gossett comedy, we hope that we can you know spiff you and and because uh, I know people are enjoying it. Let me one more thing. How how is your life going? Uh, being a part of the show because I mean everybody who calls me says they love Rob Carson and they love Jim Gossett. Uh, what kind of reaction are you getting? I'm getting good feedback, and in Atlanta, and you know uh, when we've uh, I haven't done anything locally in a month or two because I've been doing some private stuff. But I mean. Uh, I, it, we wish we were on a better signal, but who, you know, you can't have everything, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been very, and I'm hearing from people uh, around the country at your affiliates, like in Baltimore and Albuquerque and Santa Clara and uh, yes, Santa you know? Cruz. All right. Santa well, Jim, Cruz, yeah. thanks for the work, bro. And thanks for checking in today. And uh, okay, we, we are going to have a big finish. We got to have a big finish though. Make Joe look senseless because he's defenseless. When Rob Carson is everywhere. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We'll take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. See you, buddy. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Haven't spent a lot of time on the ridiculous proposal by Cori Bush, who's a complete moron. Don't believe me. Listen to her talk. About uh, $14 trillion in reparations to black people in the United States. And then what's happening is they're trying to start a race conflict and a race war. It's nonsensical. And uh, you know what? I'm down with it. Sure, what the hell? Why not? Why not collapse the economy? While you're at it, reparations for the descendants of 360,000 Union troops who were killed, maimed during the Civil War. How about that? How about that? This is the Democrats' uh, ultimate bribe. It's the ultimate bribe. And what's really amazing is they, they believe that, uh, that a government check is going to buy off the black population. They, they did it before. They think that's going to work again. 
but you know what? Uh, Five million dollars. I think I think that most people would say, eh, "No, uh, uh-uh. uh," because they know what it means to the country. You know, it's divisive. There are the selfish people. There are the people who, uh, you know, who have made massive mistakes in their lives, and they blame somebody else. They want to pay off, and they want to cover up the bad policy decisions of the Democrat Party that have destroyed the black nuclear family, particularly in American inner cities, and cover up for their malfeasance and their lies and abortion and eugenics, and I can go on and on. It's a non-starter, and the day that reparations happen in this country is the day that I say, I don't care if I go to jail, I'm not paying taxes. It's nonsensical. Ridiculous. All right, I promised you a little bit of uh, satire about the Russia collusion hoax because we just had Jim Gossett on. This show is, uh, this song is, uh, I think, one of the best pieces of production he's done. It's beautifully written and it resonates with people like me, Gen Xers. It's the FBI Puppet Show with our special guest star, Christopher Ray. Yay! The FBI is corrupt, promote election theft. They do Joe Biden's bidding because they're puppets for the left. All Jim Gossett. They targeted Donald Trump. All those boys. Durham's report will show. Unreal. The FBI is crooked and these puppets need to go. Bum, bum, bum. Comey and Lisa Page. Uh-uh. Her boyfriend Peter Strzok. Russian collusion garbage from these puppets was a crock. Why were there no indictments? They found a smoking gun. <laughs> they covered up for Sleepy Joe and his crooked son. It's time that we clean house, disband the FBI. It's time that they're all fired. Why were they ever hired? It's time that they're all fired from the most deplorable, oh so horrible, quite immorable, unadorable FBI. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. Oh, I do want to mention Bud Light's trying to dig itself out of a hole. They came out with some camouflage print support scholarships for children of fallen American service members, wraps on some of their beer bottles. AB's doing that. And then we find out today they are putting Harley Davidson. I'm putting Harley Davidson logos. And the slogan, two American legends or legacies, one legendary collaboration, limited edition Budweiser X Harley Davidson cans available in stores everywhere. And if you scratch through it, you'll see Dylan Mulvaney's face, I think. I'm not really sure. Uh, Let's take a break. Come back. Wrap things up on this edition of The Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out Eric Bowling's show tonight. He's got uh, Beth Ailes, the wife of Roger Ailes, the founder of Fox, going to sound off on what's happening at Fox. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.